All right, welcome to another wonderful episode of Security Hall Podcast. I'm here with my main squeeze, Eric. We got a special uh, assignment, special undercover story we want to bring to the surface. And we have just a guy to help us talk about it. Please, unnamed source, give us your name. Hey guys, uh, you just call me Doc Doxy on this, <laughs> just in case we I like get into some some obscure things that we don't necessarily wanted. Attributable. They killed. They killed Epstein. They're coming for Doctor Doxy. I guarantee it. So, <laughs> for the past uh, fifteen, sixteen years, I have noticed that uh, our community is really shitty about getting help. Not only for just the mental health stuff, but the physical stuff. Uh, numerous uh, senior 18 Zulus and SAR majors. I've seen them just basically crawl out of the service uh, facing so many different uh, ailments. I mean, Eric, can you, can you, uh, can you agree with this? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the, that's the status quo though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Stay on the team <laughs> as long as you can ignore everything and then you'll get it fixed when you get out. But little known <laughs> fact, when you get out, is a little too late. Now, Dr. Doxy, we were talking about something the other night that was kind of like, holy shit, this is an issue that I've just started seeing to add on top of all the other health issues. Care to bring us up to light? Or up to speed, I should say. Um, (laughs) Up to light speed. Light speed, yes. Hit it, Chewy. Um, (laughs) So... There's a couple things going on. Um, basically, I just reached out to you and I was like, hey, man, I uh, just wanted to talk to you about some blood labs and some blood lead levels. See see what was going on. And then I went into a little bit of further detail. Um, so there's something that I've been seeing, at least in my community and with the guys around me and you, obviously, as well. You're talking about that. Um it seems like most of the dudes that are on the teams, especially the mid to late career guys, like 12 years up uh, around our thirties and such, dude, a lot of us are pretty diabetic, like sitting around fasting blood glucose levels of like 120, which is borderline, like 125 is yeah. diagnosable. And then you go and get your A1C tested and that's high. It's not, it's not diagnosable but it's high like yeah i think 6.5 is diagnosable for diabetes i'm sitting around like a 5.3 right now uh my cortisol's crap yeah my sleep's crap i have sleep apnea and you guys were talking about that on the last one mm-hmm. uh, what else it, the blood lead levels like yeah the thing that really shocked me was um that the the diabetics that I'm starting to see on, uh, on the teams and not just like, that's crazy. Yeah. It's not, it's not dudes. It's not dudes that are like fat. Like, you know, you guys saw me a little fluffy, you know, I'm not where I want to be. Not, I think, I think you look great. You're fucking gorgeous. Not all tight and whatnot, but, (laughs) but it's these super fit athletic dudes shredded. Um, in fact, somebody that's a, 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 you know, already a social media star for the soft, uh, uh, fuck, I can't even talk tonight. Uh, I don't know if you know the gamer Stronium. Stronium. I don't. I don't. Uh, he's a, is he that Green Beret? Uh, he's a Green Beret the Army gamer. Team? Yes. 
he just okay. got diagnosed and he's now uh going through that and that's just somebody that's sort of like you know a, l- a little bit elevated status and i've seen and started hearing more Jesus. guys in the gym talking about this and you know there those are guys are like every everything is measured everything that they do on their fitness cuz you know it they a lot of vanity in there but there's also no. a lot of guys that just no. sort of, <laughs> there's also a lot of guys just sort of like just fucking hey whatever i'm just going to work out eat whatever the fuck i want and uh they might not be tracking what they're you know what they might be getting down the road in they might be getting themselves into that's happening to our guys and you were you were citing a recent report weren't you so uh there was two uh there was the one that 107 just published um earlier last week that yeah. we can get into that that was more um, environmental but there was a small study done or released is what i should say um mid-december yeah uh, about endurance athletes like ultra marathon specifically like yeah efforts over three hours right we've all mm-hmm. done that if you're in this community you've done an effort of over three yeah. hours yeah whether you're infilling the trek or just sucking at ranger school whatever you've done you've done that so what they found out is uh, four out of 10, or if I remember, it was either 30% or 40%. That's, that skews a lot. Let's go with 30%. Let's go conservative <laughs> on this. But 30% of those guys, while still actively training and still being active in their sport, are pre-diabetic. Oh, like shit. Fasted blood glucoses near diabetic levels. And, I mean, we talked about this, like, last, what was it, 2020? Yeah. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to my next point. Traumatic Jeez. brain injuries. <laughs> <laughs> None of this matters. Yeah, for real. Really but like, yeah. Every year. So I was, I was trending, right? I've been taking biannual blood labs since I was like late 20s. Yeah. So, and uh, just because I'm a nerd and I want those data points. So... <laughs> My doc, uh, after my ultra, I got my labs taken and doc read them over and was like, hey, we need to have a conversation. That's when he told me I was pre-diabetic. And then he was able to look back at my history and I've been trending that way, but I had a huge spike and jump post yeah. uh, ultra. So the ben- big benefit to that was like before any change, major change in my training, major change in my diet, I would go and get my full metabolic panel, CBC would diff, like all those basic things. And he would have the justification typed up. This may only be unique to us being able to do that since we have a different relationship with our providers in the battalion than we do with PMCs. But we did that and he was able to see that, all right, one, I wasn't eating enough protein during parts (laughs) of it because you could see that in my, in my blood labs. Um, and then two, like just that huge change, because at points during that training, I was eating 500, 600 grams of carbs like Damn. a day Damn. and still losing weight. Fuck, man. That's wild. And yeah. I only ran long one time a week. And that's when I would make my long effort. It was like on a Saturday. But I, I remember when you were going through this and seeing it through your Instagram post. And I'm like, the guy's a fucking machine. And there's so many guys out there that literally like just live for this type of physical endurance activity. 
and it's almost like they're prepping to be a athlete uh, in the um, CrossFit Games. And I'm seeing it more now because the war's over and dudes. It's so like, dumb. <laughs> it's like, the, what, <laughs> what's the most important thing? The best ODA competitions. You've got to freaking, you've got to compete. you got to compete. And like, you're going to get to that point where you're going to fucking hurt yourself. Like, you're not yeah. as invisible as you think you are. Um, like, oh, 100%. If, if we think, take it all the way back to um, when we, did that last uh, best ODA, Eric, like that was, that's insane. Like, and there was that one team that always took first for like the longest time. And those dudes were just doing it at a weekly on a weekly basis. Like dive team. I take it. No, no. Like, these- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I got> that. <laughs> believe it or not. I think these guys were a free fall team. And whoa, but the thing is, it's, it's uh, gnarly. It, you can't maintain that for so long. Um, no, you peak and then you come back down. Like, how many times have we gotten that briefing of you're gonna you stimulus, right? Then you have that spike in cortisol and then your testosterone, and everything drops and then everything rebalances after you rest. Yeah, we've all seen that briefing from like. Thor, the nutritionist at Essel's, wherever. Yeah. Those performance people are going to find you and they're going to tell you this. Yeah. But if you're constantly just hammering yourself, you you never have a chance to recover and then you get no yeah. overuse injuries. Uh, Eric well, and I were, have a very intimate knowledge of what it's like to uh, push that envelope because <laughs> uh, Eric, yeah. <laughs> Eric got fucking, fucking yoked on deployment. And That's I what think, I'm about. as you should, <laughs> Eric, as tell you us, should. tell us about your journey because I remember, I think you just came into the ops and one day and you're like, I'm just, I'm gonna get huge. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I don't recommend it at all. So we, when we went out to Faria, we were in Maimana, like we weren't eating at all, and we were, it was super stressful. I got down to what was that, one fifty? Yeah from all that weight loss and stress. And then I got like what? 190, yeah. 195 in a few months. Yeah. Dang. It's yeah. Crazy. yeah. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. 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 It was the uh, special three, five chicken. <laughs> it was, you guys didn't get that either. <laughs> it's that 20 grams of creatine a day. will get you thick. Yeah. 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 I was seeing Eric. It did. It did help. What I, so prior to that deployment, I tore um, ligaments in my right ankle. Oh, damn. And th- I went through rehab and everything. Well, they were they weren't really there attached, but they, they pushed, them, <laughs> pushed me through anyway. So like I was dealing with this horrific pain on these missions, carrying the fucking mortar on my back. Yeah. Like like everything's fine. <laughs> I think so that that helped. You know, ignore that pain, which. You know, you're not supposed to feel pain no. like at all. That's weird. That is like, that's weird to me. Yeah. That's not how any of us in this yeah. community right, feel. Right. Right. Um, I think pain is on some, even if you're ignoring it, like I, I think I told uh, about this. It wasn't until I started getting into calm app, like to help me sleep. Yeah. It was a body awareness meditation. Oh, yep. And then all of a sudden I started think like 
focusing on the top of my head all the way around to the crown. I was like, holy yeah. shit, my head is pounding right now. Went all the way yeah. down. I was like, my shoulders are fucked. My hips are fucked. My low back's fucked. My knees are fucked. What isn't hurting? <laughs> it's, it's crazy, right? So I, I went through the exact same thing as you're talking about with the whole mindfulness. Yeah, yeah. And and you and you're like, wow, like this this hurts. <laughs> Turn it off. What? I'm gonna go yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't want to know anymore. Yeah. But it is important because those little pains like, hey, you know, my shoulder kind of hurts. And they're like, Yeah, you have two tears, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. you too. Yeah. Yeah, that I knew I have a slap tear on my left shoulder and I have a labral cyst that occupied the space yeah. of a torn oh. labrum too and then on my right i know that one's got a slap tear because it feels the exact same lack of range of motion in certain positions yeah and i just haven't gotten it taken care of i'm trying to get in the rtf that's a return to force program through nico intrepid spirit and hopefully i can get all these things <laughs> looked at while i'm getting myself right it's hard though because then he you have that back of your mind. You don't want to let your team down. You don't want to. Oh, hell no. Yeah, it's directly like, linked to like. You're still to try to be operational. That yeah, feeling of being yeah. shameful. Like, oh, man, I feel like if I go see a doctor, I'm I'm, I'm this disgusting fucking humanoid. How dare I? Well, oh, yeah. let, let's put it this way. Like, the, there's. Hold the team back. The reality of it is if you go get healthy, get the rest, get the doctors to take care of you. You're going to come back to the team a better individual. You're going to be 100%. able to actually do your job and not have to like grimace in pain. Like, fuck taking. Trust me. This is from somebody that took Toradol for like seven fucking months. Don't do that. It's horrible oh, for your body. Horrible. Get You're one of those now. guys. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm that dealer. I'm that Toradol dealer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel uh, <laughs> straight up a pusher. Like fucking during Safalic, at least once a week, I was jamming a needle in one of the dudes' bags, if not more than that, or their butts for their backs, yeah. whatever. Butts. <laughs> oh dude, man. Butts. But yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. sucks because it's like, dude, this this is only going to get you so far. And it's only making it so that you can do more damage. Because right now, what are we doing? We're running around in kit, being athletic. Yeah. Which is probably the worst thing you could be doing for whatever's happening with your back. Like, you're talking about tingling downstream, like, in your feet and numbness. It's like, we get, eh, we, need to, we need to think about this, man. Exactly. Yeah, it's... It's going to be better for you in the long run, better for your family, better for you when you get out. Because one of the things since starting this um, this whole journey is reaching back and talking to all our friends that got out before us, all that collective knowledge, and tapping into that as a resource. And every single person has told us the one universal thing that they wish they could have gone back and done right is getting help for their physical and mental health issues before they left. Because once oh, yeah. you're out, once you're dealing with the VA, they don't have to put a rush or an emphasis on something. No. They don't have to sit there and like push it through the get, make sure you get seen right now. You're an asset. You're somebody that's, that's needed in that capacity on a team. Take advantage of that. Make sure you get the help you need, you know? Oh Yeah. Absolutely. And honestly, it took 
it took a change in culture. Like we, we switched team sergeant and switched leadership. And this team sergeant is upfront and honest with his limitations, nice. his medical background and all that stuff. Like usually I pull guys aside with that, but his openness is one, one like him talking about Nico, talking about all of his, his stuff going on. Once he started having that conversation, like openly in the team room, just all this bullshit. And it's like, Oh, Hey, I'm like, once I did that little exercise, I text him like the next day and was like, Hey man, I got some things going on. And he was like, yeah, dude, get in as soon as you can get in that program. He's been super supportive. Same thing with like ADHD. Like he was complaining about that from the get go when he got in, he's like, don't touch my Adderall. And do you have any, like making that joke? Yeah. Um, but, uh, (laughs) like ADHD is something that most of us that have it back when we're younger, we figure out a way how to compensate for it. Like our certain things are OCD and it's mise en place. Everything's in its place. And that works for a time. And then you get blown up a couple of times. You have a couple range days with fucking rockets, firing a couple mortars, a couple (laughs) firefights later. That shit don't work anymore, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's usually one of the first things they uh, once you do that uh, neuro assessment when you get to intrepid spirit. That's one of the first things that uh, the doctor will always screen you for because he's seen it in the community. He's seen a lot of guys with ADHD. <laughs> Again, another thing that a lot of us are dealing with, but we're too scared to go see a doctor, bring it out in the open. There's yeah. medications. There's things out there you can take. You don't have to do this thing alone. Yeah. You don't have to be on stimulants either. There are exactly. other There's other things you can do. I'm not gonna tell say what I took and was on, but you need to know you need to actually read the side effects. Yeah. And if you're having a bad time, if something that usually works isn't working, go get go get checked out. Go talk to your doc. <laughs> But uh, and no, they should not prescribe you heroin. That's not a real thing. <laughs> oh shit, we're not. Damn, I fucking need I just, it. I just go with that. Chasing that dragon, man, you ain't never gonna catch it. <laughs> well, and what's funny is like, so you, a lot of us have ADHD. How many of us have ADHD? Not necessarily from childhood, but brought on from TBIs. Yeah, because those. The test results look very similar. Yeah. It, it's it's ridiculous it, just how much that can that can affect things. Yeah. Um, let's see. Did you want to talk about the toxic exposure thing that I'm Oh yeah, let's hit that one. Day? Um let's drop that. Let's freaking let's keep keep rolling with that one. That's one of the ones that uh recently hit really close to home. Um so We've all seen the studies recently that published about blood cancer, lung cancer. But one thing, guys are still guys are still not signing up for the burn pit. Uh, yeah, cert- uh, not certification. Registry. Registry. Yeah, yeah, right there, yeah. right there in the thread it, when yeah. we dropped that link. Like someone was like, "Which one do I register for?" I'm like, "Yeah, no, no big deal, dude. Right here, here's yeah. the link." And that but- dude was literally standing next to me, stirring five gallon can't do friggin' burn pits of shit out, out in fucking Fantastic. Iraq with me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's with diesel. You yeah. gotta have diesel. And yeah. uh, uh-huh. if it's from the local economy, 
more than likely there were still heavy metals in that fucking fuel. Dude, like my, in Afghanistan, for yeah. sure, there's still lead in there. Or oh, methyls, yeah. Or I forget what it is. Yeah. Methylethylene or some shit. My favorite thing, though, is they issued us those wag bags so that we wouldn't have to burn them. But we did. But we... <laughs> they just... Being sitting there choking up and coughing up noxious gases from the ship bags. And then pop. Yeah. Oh, my Jesus. They just bags are exploding. <laughs> Holy fuck. Well, yeah. that's just like Iraq. But like if you spent any time in like any other third world country, like fucking China, India. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jesus, South America, like Mexico City. Great example. Oh, like, dude. You look at the just the air pollution, like yeah. I had my SF or my memorandum for toxic exposure was four pages long after this last deployment. Oh wow! All the amount of stuff, not in, of course, like Baths water was on there, yeah, oh, and yeah. Kabul, <laughs> but then all those other substations, like the dudes going into a area like occupying an, a closed base that's literally picture a snowy Colorado day and then picture the snow shit. That's what the fucking fob looked like. There was paths where people weren't shitting and that's where you would walk, but there was just shit everywhere. So like San Francisco or California, (laughs) pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's astounding. Just the the amount of shit. Yeah. And we get exposed to, and that study wasn't even relevant to burn pits. This was just, hey, if you were, if you were, like a rear gun on one of our old Humvees, or the just a regular gunner mm-hmm. on one of the old Humvees, just that open air exposure, or if you had that cloud of dust circle into your oh, fucking God. Humvee, yeah, you're three hundred times more likely to come down with respiratory illness in your future. Yep, all that shit right into your lungs, literally shit, just yeah, all mixing in there. Ugh. Shit, heavy metals, uh, probably some, uh, I don't know, maybe some cut up glass, fiberglass, whatever, whatever yeah. you burn. All that Plastics. good stuff. That's like when it's you fantastic. see, uh, when it's wintertime in Afghanistan and you see people making their shit patties <laughs> to burn. <laughs> it's like, hey, oh, man, that- that's the best way to cook, right? <laughs> Oh, that's what I'm tasting early morning. It's not even the human ones, or it's not even the the like the cow one. It's human feces half the time too. Oh yeah, well I mean it it burns better. It's a high octane. Get, get me out of here! It really, it really that's adds a I, flavor to your chai. That's how I made my coffee. You know, like instead of a jet boil, I just lit a fucking patty underneath it on top of my canteen cup. Just get it going. Throw the Starbucks little Vista or whatever the Visa packets. Into <laughs> get that um, going. The that- other, th- the other thing that I wanted to cover real quick is, um, you know, we we tend to deal with things and think they're just one, just one thing. Oh, I just I got headaches. Uh, oh man, everybody has back pain. Everybody has orthopedic problems. It's, it's no big deal. Um, everybody deals with depression. It's we never think of them as compounding problems that are actually part of a syndrome, and they actually named it after us. Yeah. And it, <laughs> operator syndrome <laughs> sounds really cool. It sounds like Xbox's <laughs> next. It's fucking the only video time game. I'll ever be called operator. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> I 
minutes, you're in a hospital fighting for your the life. Diagnosis. <laughs> Jesus. But it's it's oh, the IBS and everything like that that goes along with it. Yeah. You got a you got a bunch of guys that are super fucked up and they don't know how to explain it or vocalize it to anyone <laughs> and minimize all their issues. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I'm just gonna read to you uh, to you guys what that entails. So, traumatic brain injury, endocrine dysfunction, sleep disturbance, obstructive sleep apnea, chronic mm. joint back pain, orthopedic problems, headaches, substance abuse, depression, and suicide, post-traumatic stress disorder, anger, worry, rumination, and stress reactivity, marital, family, and community dysfunction, problems with sexual health and intimacy, being on guard or hypervigilant, memory, concentration, and cognitive impairments, vestibular and vision impairments, challenges of of the transition from military to civilian life. Existential issues common to operators include discounting the future, loss and grief, survivor's guilt, and meaning of killing, fear of developing invisible wounds. <laughs> like, are you Hold fucking on. kidding me? <laughs> that is so... Just, just real quick, did any of you, when you signed up to join the military, think you would even make it to this age? Oh hell no! Like I, I thought, <laughs> yeah, no. for one, yeah. I, I would like I, that's that's already on the on that <laughs> symptom list. You already checked it before you even joined. <laughs> Jesus, I everything after the first Iraq is just bonus in my mind. <laughs> like it, oh yeah, dude. Well, I might as well keep going back because I'm still here. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, I feel like that's what half the contractors when last time I was in Afghanistan were doing. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, you're still here? Yeah. You were here back in like 2011. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So oh, man. Someone's got to fix these trucks. <laughs> <Jamble. All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, if, if you're listening to this and, and after I rattled off all those things, you're making a checklist of all the things you've got. Surprise, surprise, I think it's time that you go talk to your doc. Um, it doesn't mean that if you were missing one of these, you don't have it. <laughs> That's not the way this works. Um, <laughs> like, I never thought I was going to have sleep apnea. I saw those machines, and I always told myself, like, I'm not going to get that. That's like what diabetic, fat dudes, old dudes in like their 70s. No, that's dudes that forget to breathe when they're sleeping. <laughs> that can be anybody <laughs> literally you're dying in in the middle of the night um it, here's a fun f fun fact if you have a fitbit and you're looking at your uh sleep di diagram like how you tracking your sleep look at all those little red dots in the middle of the night those disturbances that's probably when you're dying and your body is fighting for oxygen i didn't know that come to find Ooh. out that's why you snap out of it and you wake up you're like oh uh, you weren't breathing you're literally killing yourself little bits at a time at night. Just I got one thing to add on to that. Yeah. If, uh, if you're rocking a Garmin and you get REM, but you never hit deep sleep, like you go to REM, then light, and you just stay in light. Yeah. It's also, also a good indicator. Yeah. 
Because Garmin yeah. reads it out differently. That's why I want to yeah. bring that up. You, you can get like eight or nine hours and still wake up and feel like a piece of shit. Because you're not shit. actually getting sleep. No. No. Yeah, the other... It, uh... Go ahead. Oh, the other big one that we always see in the team room is the marital and family problems. Like how many guys don't want to go home or are constantly complaining? Like you have to understand like, yeah, everybody has their problems at marriage and relationships are tricky things to navigate. But if you see your friends constantly struggling, like there's something more to it. Like be open, be willing to reach out and talk with people. Because all it takes is that one friend that's willing to be like, hey, man, uh, I noticed you and fucking Stephanie are having a rough time, dude. Like, what's going on? Like, you know, you don't have to feel weird about talking to your fucking teammate, your fucking teammate. You're willing to say that you're going to kill somebody or die for that person. Well, how about you just make sure they're doing okay? You know, (laughs) that's a (laughs) interestingly enough. That's the name of my (laughs) ex-wife. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hit the nail on the head, dude. See, brain problems. I forgot you're not married anymore, to her. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jesus. this is a long list, and it doesn't mean that if you're missing one or two, um, you're not suffering from it. It means that if you're if you're being honest with yourself and you're going to hold yourself accountable to make sure you're around for your family and friends, get help now because when you get out, it's too late. It's too Mm -hmm. late. You're going to be fighting a system. Whereas right now there are places doctors are willing to do everything they can to make sure that you're healthy, fit to fight, get back on the team or transition out. It's your life, man. Like you deserve to have, the best quality of life after giving so much and spending so many years on a team. Um, Absolutely. And even if it gets to the point where they're like, Hey, maybe you shouldn't be on a team. It's it's probably for the best. Yeah. 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 It's not the only thing in life. We tell ourselves and we romanticize this idea that like team life is the greatest thing on earth. It's the most important thing. It really isn't. No, it's not like how I was thinking about this the other day, actually, like one of the things that no one talks about is how selfish this job is. Like if you're really being honest with yourself, you're treating yourself, you're going, you're trying out for the minor leagues or like a professional like sports team. Your job officially is number one. Like you, you can say things all you want but if you're honest with yourself it genuinely is like the number one priority and then you try to square everything else away and try to balance it and it usually leaves families kind of out flapping yeah and that's a that's one thing that um i always look back on and i think about it um like personal story personal experience like we all give up so much when we first get there, when we first step in through um, into your group, into that team room, and you just want to be the best guy ever. And man, it's really hard to tell that young guy that, Hey, there are other things in life that matter just as much, if not more. And family is one of them. 
wife, your kids, mm-hmm. uh, mom, dad, everybody that has been there and supported you through that process, make sure you're giving back to them as well. Like they always say, it, and we never listen to it. SF is a cold, sexy mistress. <laughs> she's, she's fucking awesome. She's that gorgeous girl. That's going to give you fucking awesome, great experience, but she's going to leave you. And for a younger man. And he's going to be Puerto Rican. <laughs> Huge dick. Huge, huge, massive dong. And and by that point, you can't even get it up. That's one of the issues you deal with. (laughs) (laughs) So, so of course, she's going to leave you. And then you're going to be sitting there and fucking the B team or fucking battalion shop. And you're just going to be like, I used to be cool. And then before you know it, it's time to go. But isn't it better if you leave looking good, feeling good, your PP works? Fucking, you feel great. That's the last thing you want to walk out as a as a victor, not someone that's been defeated. Hold your head up high when you're leaving onto your next chapter. Fucking, your TBI taken care of, your headaches, you know, gone. Uh, hopefully, all the surgeries you need, and uh, ready for your next challenge, man. Because fuck, there are so many good things to be doing out there right now. Like we could be an Instagram model. That's a hot happening new career. Fucking. Cat TikTok videos? Dancer? Bro, you can make money as a making cat videos? Get the fuck out of here. That's, Is that your retirement plan? Bro, that's my retirement plan right there. I just bought 15 Cheshire cats and uh two, <laughs> <laughs> two Mexican hairless cats. Um, just Let's making go. cat videos and content. Uh, KittenDoc120. That's my uh, new Instagram handle. Um, <laughs> just it, it costs a lot to buy from premium kitten clothing and attire. So if you want to donate to the security call kitten foundation, please send uh, your banking information or paychecks to floater, Joe, a hotmail.com. That's floater, Joe, a hotmail.com. Thanks for tuning in guys. Uh, as always, I'm cab. Uh, I've been joined by my good friend and co-host. Uh, Eric. That's me. Hey, it's good. It's good being here. Man. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Perfect summary. Yeah. yeah, we we are dealing with a lot of issues. Uh, it's clearly evident. And Doctor Doc C, <laughs> thank you for being here, brother. Uh, no he's problem. coming on here again. Uh, we're gonna oh, yeah. we're gonna talk about his life and uh, his endeavors, but. I felt like we needed to get this information out. And I'm actually going to be doing uh, a couple more of these with Doc Doxy. Just put some, put the vibe out there, you know? We got, yeah. we got things to talk. All right, everybody. And if anyone you. wants to <laughs> deep dive this, check out 107 Foundation on Instagram and Task Force Dagger. Uh, just look at what they're doing. Uh, Master and Jeff Dardia basically wrote the playbook for all these clinics that's running this now and what Hell everyone's yeah. putting out. So check that shit out. And just arm yourself. That's right. With knowledge. Because knowing is half the battle. The other parts of extreme violence. That's right. Lots, lots, lots. Against minorities. <laughs> <laughs>